This episode is brought to you in part by Candorel. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot c-a. You see on the map, little rivers, 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 rivers of blood. We saw the ground moving. And um, my grandfather was carrying me. And my grandmother came and ripped me out of his arms. And it's a good thing she did because he went straight into the gas chamber. That's Fanny Wedrow and Morris Danziger. They're two of the Calgary Holocaust survivors profiled in a new exhibit that's just opened at the Glenbow Museum. Visitors will see 161 portraits of survivors who have ties to the Alberta city, plus an accompanying coffee table book and a documentary, all curated by two grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, so-called 3Gs or third generation. The exhibit launched on May 27th. It's been years in the making. Filming took place during COVID, which presented its own challenges. But the idea behind it was to preserve the Holocaust survivors' life stories for when the survivors can no longer speak for themselves. We're soon to be in a world without Holocaust survivors. And so the idea just came to us of wanting to set up photo shoots to take photos of what they look like today with the lines, the wrinkles, you know, be able to look into their eyes and hear, listen to their stories. Um, We weren't looking for full bios, just more, you know, a a glimpse into their experience and then kind of what they went on to do. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, June the 16th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The Here to Tell exhibit is the brainchild of Marnie Bonder and Dahlia Libin. All their grandparents were Holocaust survivors, and the women run Holocaust programming for the Calgary Jewish Federation. This project was born out of love and awe of what their relatives went on to do after the war and how they built new lives in Canada. And coming up, you'll meet one of the survivors profiled in the show. She's 94 now, as well as the curators. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Hi, my name is Wolf Gorsa, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like today. One of Canada's most prominent philanthropists has received an honorary doctorate from the University of Toronto. Ira Gluskin was named a Doctor of Laws earlier this week during the graduation ceremony for the Rotman School of Business. Gluskin actually graduated with his commerce degree from U of T in 1964 and went on to become a highly successful financial advisor and wealth manager, which he later parlayed into big charitable donations, including to the U of T for a total of about $7 million so far, as well as volunteering his time there. Gluskin told the students that they should try to be like Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, who isn't famous so much for inventing a computer software company, well, he is anyway, but rather for his philanthropy. By the way, Ira is also on the board of directors of the CJN. And joining me now from Calgary are the curators of the Here to Tell exhibit, Marnie Bondar and Dahlia Libin. And also we're joined by 94-year-old Fanny Wedrow. 
She survived the Holocaust in her town west of Kiev, Ukraine, after her mother was murdered and her father deported. She fled to the forests and lived there for 18 months on her own when she was a teenager. She moved to Canada after the war. I'm surprised, and I don't know whether this is, um, other listeners might be surprised, that there is no, uh, hasn't been this kind of project before in Calgary to document Holocaust survivors' experiences. Because, you know, we've heard of the Shoah Foundation where people tell their stories and Liberation 75 is doing this. So, you know, uh, what void did it fill? I think what happened and why it resonated so much with our Calgary Connected survivors is the focus was a little bit different than we had seen before. And I think it has something to do with the three Gers, the third generation survivors. There has been a huge resurgence in interest and in pride of where we come from. And so when we were doing the exhibit and figuring out how it was going to be, because it's really a snapshot, it's a snapshot of their faces. And it's also a snapshot in terms of the bios and what we're sharing in information. We really wanted the focus to be joined. We wanted the focus to be on what our survivors lived through, but also what they went on to accomplish with their lives. There is tremendous learning to be gained from our survivors. We're, we found with this project, um, and it, we've, we're seeing it in other areas as well, that the third generation survivors, the grandchildren of survivors, it's almost like a revolution's happening. Uh, we're at a point where we're wanting to um, share about our grandparents, but also learn more and dive deeper. Um, many of you know the third generation um, individuals who were part- who participated in this project started off saying, you know, I don't know a lot about my grandparents' stories. They didn't share a lot. Um, or I've been dying to speak about it, but I've never had an opportunity to. Um, and so we had some who just felt so, um, that just were waiting for this opportunity to kind of publicly um, share their grandparents' story and honor them. Um, and what came of that was, um, you know, one woman said this was like a life-changing experience. She just feels much more connected to her grandparents. She's got young children. And so now this fourth generation is being um, immersed in it. I want to bring in Mrs. Wedrow for a minute, because you were mentioning that this is, uh, this is something very important for the Jewish and three generation, third generation descendants of the Holocaust survivors. But I want to know, who do you think would benefit or should be benefiting from this exhibit, Mrs. Wedrow? I think it has to be learned for others. That's very important. It's so educational and that's very, very important because for our Jewish people, their descendants, we talk about, it's nice. We can teach them in schools. It's, but this, it's out of the boundary. It's out of the, to, the, to the world to educate. And why do you think that this time of our life, this kind of exhibit is so important and that made you participate? Because for many years I've been saying, if we are not careful, if we don't educate, we'll have yet might have another Holocaust. Because anti-Semitism is so great, it never died. It never died. It was just smoldering. And now look how it's, it's unbelievable. It's not only in our town, it's over the world. Yeah, I think what we've seen, I think we have felt, certainly during the creation of Here to Tell, is the rampant rise in anti-Semitism. And almost like anti-Semitism has now jumped and is now mainstream. It's okay to say the comments that maybe were only talked about 
in living rooms, in your own homes. Now everybody's yeah. talking. And we really saw the impact of that on our survivors. To be honest with you, we had three Holocaust survivors that went through the entire process of Here to Tell with us. So we took their images, they sat down with our writers, they shared their stories, and they then decided to pull out of the exhibit because they were afraid they felt like there was a target on their back and they were not feeling safe to put their names and their faces publicly on an exhibit in the city of Calgary. And I think that speaks volumes. I, I want to ask uh, Fania, was, it, and was there ever any decision, any thought that you would not participate in this? What went through your mind when you were approached to participate? Oh, I want to participate in anything that has to do with the Holocaust especially when I think I'm, I'm a survivor from Holocaust by bullet. No one knew about us. And believe me, for 40 years I'm fighting. Finally, they put us a little bit on the map that my people in my town were perished in vain and no one knew about it and nobody wants to know about us. So I'll participate in anything, you know. And... When it comes to my people, my survivors, my Jewish people, my survivors are participated in it, in our fight for them. Uh, the very famous um, Professor Ruth Weiss, and there's a new book out by Dara Horn. I don't know if you've heard about it called Everyone Loves Dead Jews. So th right now there's uh, some opinion in the world Jewish community in North America that building Holocaust museums and teaching of the Holocaust is the wrong approach to fighting anti-Semitism. First of all, we agree. We think Dara Horn's an amazing speaker. We're actually bringing her in next year for our uh, International Holocaust Remembrance uh, Day because we do think she has a really important perspective um, and definitely has given us food for thought and a moment of pause to think about what we're doing and how we do it. On the other hand, last year we brought in Ben Freeman, who really spoke to Jewish pride. And so I think there's a place for everything. But I always go back to my expert. And my expert is Yad Vashem. And at the end of the day, what Yad Vashem talks about, which resonates most with me, is the Holocaust is used as an example of truly understanding and appreciating what humanity can be at its worst and at its best. And we've only begun to scratch the surface of what can be learned. When we're in classrooms, there is so much misinformation or lack of information about the Holocaust. Uh, and we've got the stats to prove it, that people really don't have a good understanding about what the Holocaust is. And then what is the purpose of learning that? What can we learn about humanity today? And we need to be proud of where we come from. And so I think there's a place for all of that. You brought up the International Holocaust Remembrance Day, January 27th. So I'm going to ask it now. It was on my list. Why is your exhibit launching not on Yom HaShoah, not on January the 27th, but around, you know, Shavuot or other things? There's no sort of Holocaust link to it. Um, it was just we were able to wrap up. We ended up. Um, like Marnie said, having 161 participants, that was significantly more than we had originally thought. Uh, there's about 39 living survivors in Calgary. The biggest thing for us too is the only thing we really wanted to ensure was that the exhibit would run during the school year because we wanted to ensure that school 
students would have the opportunity to see it. And so we're very grateful that it's happening during the school year. And we've got, we've got buses lined up for private tours for students throughout the entire five-week run. And I want to know what role uh, Fania is, Mrs. Wedrow is going to be playing. Um, are you going to be doing some of these tours? Are you going to come to sp- speak to school audiences at the exhibit, Mrs. Wedrow? What is your, what is your schedule like? <laughs> well, I'm sure I will. To me, whatever to be telling me to do, whatever <laughs> they have in store for me, I'm there. Uh, they, they will be situated right by their, their beautiful portraits and people can come around and talk to them. Um, and so Fanny is definitely one of those. And so she will be there um, and able to meet people. The Here to Tell exhibit runs until July 3rd at the Glenbow and tickets are free, but you have to reserve in advance. The link is in our show notes. And by the way, if you can't get to Calgary, the show is going to be on tour. Its next stop is New York. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Now, it's Father's Day in Canada this coming Sunday, so what better gift for Dad than a subscription to the CJN? Join the CJN Circle, and you can save $36 on introductory memberships when you use the promo code DAD at checkout. So what you get for this is our printable weekly newspaper, our special insider emails, invitations to upcoming events, and a guaranteed spot on our delivery list for the next four issues of our quarterly magazine. The next one comes out in July. It's the easiest way to support everything we do here at the CJN. And by the way, if you've already joined us in the past, thank you and tell a friend. Once again, you or they can subscribe by using the coupon code DAD while the promo lasts. (music) 